What's happening, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Indian Dots podcast. That was me hitting my hand, not anything else, before you get any dirty ideas. Hope everyone's doing good. Garen, I only saw you for this weekend just gone, so I'm only talking to you for what? The fourth day in a row now? It's a bit much, you know, but... Madness. Mm. You're blessed. Living a blessed life, aren't you? Oh, here we go. I'm living a blessed life. You're living a blessed life. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. I noticed you're wearing a blue t-shirt that's uh, new. I've never seen you wear that before. It is actually very old. It's, no, it's uh, new. You can see I've got a little jibby here. Guys, word for today. Jibby meaning pocket. It's actually jib. Jib means pocket. Jibby just, you know, add a bit of twang to it. Sounds like jalebi, but okay. Jalebi, very um, high sugary dessert, guys, you'd find. Most you heard that song? Jalebi, 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 yeah, yeah. Jalebi, bye. No, jalebi, jalebi, bye. What are you on about, bro? That's another song, that's another. Look it up. Jalebi, bye. No, man, I'm on about the one with Jason Derulo. Oh, this is a Bollywood song I'm telling you about. And Tasha, yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Jalebi. Not that. Jibbi. Pocket. So, next t shirt. I get sometimes, you know, I go through this phase where I discover t-shirts that I haven't worn in ages and I'm like, I need to get some good use of that, you know, fruit and all that. So yeah. I need to wear them. Um, and yeah, I put some on pre-yoga. So I had yoga today. Uh, just put it on and uh, it's nice now, you know, going to the gym, filling these things out. So it's uh, so good. That's what I was doing at the start of the uh, show, guys. If you're on YouTube, you've seen Yeah, he was uh, posing. Flexing, flexing a bit. All the fans. Yeah. All the, all the fans, right. And, you know, if you want to follow me, I'll be setting up a uh, OnlyFans page very soon yes you will yes I you will. will I will I'm right. not you will In- Indy will feature on it sometimes I will uh, never feature on it I'll just be the will. guy behind the camera I'm fine with that like <laughs> I always am the one behind okay. the camera apart from this when you're on camera yeah apart from this but I'm okay with this wait until we do this in person one day it'll be well weird yeah looking at each other into <laughs> each other's eyes you'll love it <laughs> Right, saying? I got I got the topics for this week, man. Okay. So it's gonna be lit. Hit me. So, right, have you heard about the young bankers that were told to suck it up? Young bankers told, are told to suck, to suck it, up. it up. That's my yeah. headline. It's not the real headline. headline. The course, real headline like is the gist You're is, mar- guys. He was a marketer, man. He, he's the clickbait king. So I on, I, on the weekend, what on the weekend people, just gone. Right? What were you doing? I kept on clickbaiting Gurren like and with like inflammatory shit. Hey. So I was like, what? What? So I would say something really stupid that's like really remotely dirty. true, but I've missed really out a word. That's what you do. And then, yeah, I make it sound like an innuendo, and he's like, what? And I'm like, no, I meant this. And then you're like, oh. And I'm like, but now I've got your attention. Listen to what I'm saying. Right? And I kept doing that. I can't, I can't think of an example. I just kept on doing it. Do you want to Genius. Okay. He is... Guys, if you are a business... Okay, do not get in contact with me. I'm not. No, you do not. Listen, if you need, yeah, after the wedding, (laughs) after the wedding. But if you need to attract leads, right, leads who then will convert into clients, then you need great copy. Copy is what we call the text people read for ads. This is your guy, man. This guy thinks I'm a copywriter. Mm, Well, if if you don't, you know people that can, but he'll design your ads, you can run your ads, and you can write copy. And I've seen it in action, man. He had my intentions, very hard to get my attention. In, in the context, we, in the, in the we context were together the whole of, weekend. How is that hard yeah, yeah, to get yeah. your attention? But I mean, in the context, of, I know you and hang around a lot with you. So therefore, yeah. I'm quite like you know I don't listen to most of the things you say. So when really? you, I thought you, I thought you listen to everything <laughs> I say. So when you say something good and I listen, I'm like, oh, okay, he's got my attention. So, I appreciate uh, that. I appreciate that honesty. So going back to the story. Going yeah. back to the story. Hmm. So, story just is. Former head of the London Stock Exchange told young bankers mm. to stop complaining about their long working hours. 
and find another job if they don't like it. He basically said, hire young poor kids who put themselves through college instead of entitled graduates that emerge from college. So let's begin. Hire? So hire kids mm. that have put themselves through college that mm. are hardworking and from mm. like a lower class background and stop hiring these entitled grads that piss and moan. Okay. So that so was the headline. That's basically the headline. And um, mm. I just thought it was... I think part of it's right to be fair because... Mm. Because I I worked in banking, right? I know that they do stupid ass hours. Okay. You give people a sense of what that means. So stupid hours is doing, I don't know, eight till ten every day. That's for standard. That, that's long? expected for five for days long? a week minimum. Sometimes for you work many, on weekends. For how many weeks? For pretty much all the weeks in the year. Okay, but why that clearly? If I'm looking at you not as a doctor, as a human being. That's not sustainable. That's going to oh, be. Oh, no, it's not up. sustainable. But you know so that that's the industry it, you're going into. Yeah, but why has the industry become such that that's expected? Because that's how it is. You've done like the industry, leave. Honestly, and that's what it's getting to. I know banking that well. It chews you up and spits you out. So mm. it's not great for your own social life. Essentially, you're, you're mm. going into the industry knowing that it's going to take all of your time, energy, social life. Right. Everything's gone. It's non existent. And it's no surprise that that all of these guys are now complaining about it. But it's been set up by those above you that have done the same thing. So naturally, they're going to say, well, I did it. Why can't you do it? Oh, man, we get the same thing in medicine, right? We get consultants who are like, look, when I was a junior doctor, yeah, there was one of me. I covered the whole hospital. I worked 365 days a year. I didn't see my wife in three years. I carried years. a nurse on my back. Right, they I come out everything. Stuff, I did squats right? in between sessions. Right, yeah, right. But the the problem is they carry this as some sort of badge of honour. I went through the shit, so you need to go through the shit. Which is like, well, how can you want to and it's like the layer cake, isn't it, Karen? It, it, look, life, guys. If you listen to this right now, go and watch layer cake. Right, the, the last film scene, with uh, Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig and the other guy, um, Gandalf, the the second the Michael Gamble. Michael Gamble plays okay. um, there's a guy in there. I think he plays Mister Temple. Um, watch the film obviously but the last five minutes the speech he makes is the explanation of life right I'm not going to put it on the podcast I want you to go and watch it and drop it mm. in, the, uh, in the comments but come back to that point it's badge of honour I went through this shit so you should therefore go through this shit it's like listen work hard, uh, work smarter rather than harder we have things in play now that make things a lot easier for example in our hospital doctors communicate by WhatsApp they didn't have that but now it means that we can leverage guys. I need this form. Guys, what do you do uh, with this type of patient? Guys, I need to contact this type of person. Bang, bang, bang. Put the message out. We've got 100 people in a WhatsApp group. Response. If we kept it old school, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we shouldn't do that. We should just use books and not use Google. It's just silly, man. So in your industry, when this is a question for you. When you got in, were you aware of this working pattern when you went in? I was, office? but I wasn't front office. So there's three sides to banking. There's front office, middle office, back office. Explain front office is where you're meeting clients. Middle office is where you work closely with front office and you might potentially meet clients. And back office is where you just do all the dirty work, like data processing, spreadsheets, um, reconciliations, all of that stuff. And you were? So I worked in middle and back office. So right. I saw the guys in front office. I saw the email timestamps that came through of them working all times of day and night. So the I, front, I saw The front guys? Yeah, the front office guys were. So I was like, I know that that's the deal you make when you go into that, go into that world. And it's and expensive. And all three of, you. of those offices are working crazy hours? No. 
it's just front office at work the crazy hours now the guy from goldman sachs is saying young investment bankers so i wasn't an investment banker i was a back office analyst or middle office analyst so i was sort of like i had normal ish hours i'd still work till like half six seven but that's nothing compared to the guys in front office it pales in comparison and are you okay here's my next question then are you is the remuneration for that are are you ballers you're not ballers Middle so, office and back office aren't, no. It's, um, no, no I'm talking the, about front end working till 10pm. When you come out, what are you earning? So I'm going to come to that now. Oh, so right, okay. this, this yeah, leads on to the next part of the story. Now, let me just finish this bit, which is, it's, it's, silly to, it's silly to complain about this if you're a young investment banker because you know the expectation of the job when you go into it. It would be yeah. like a doctor going in and moaning like, oh, I've got to see patients every day. It's essentially the same equivalent because okay. Okay. that you're going into it knowing that that's what it is. It's, it's, it's not sold to you like it's some dream and it's a pyramid scheme or any of that. It's simply, <laughs> this is what it is. You know what, everything you see in the films is pretty much true. Vima. That's it. Vima. Yeah, throw people against the wall, Wolf of Wall Street, that probably happens. But I'm saying the level of like commitment, work, drugs, etc. it happens. It's not, it's not fake, it's real. So... If you make a deal with someone and you go into that situation, you know what to expect. Now, this year, Goldman Sachs, they're the biggest investment bank. They're increasing their pay for first-year investment banking analysts just from pause, 86K. Pause. Yeah, pause there, pause there. You know when you say, again, just for the, you know, the listeners, when you say investment banker yeah, or Goldman Sachs investment bank, what does that actually mean? What are they doing with capital? So if investment I, I've banking got a lot of money, means... I give you money. What do you do with it? So investment banking is quite broad, I guess, because you can okay. work in an investment bank but not be an investment banker. So okay. you can be an account manager in an investment bank, which means but you're what, dealing with right. clients. What's an investment banker? Not, investment banker is basically a person who takes your money and invests it into certain different stock shares, assets and stuff. On your behalf and then you get... Yeah, on your behalf they take, and they, they take, take a, take a cut, cut, basically. Yeah. Right, so Goldman Sachs, for example, are just basically... A, they're the know, biggest of they, they've got so much capital from lots of different resources and they basically trade that on everyone's behalf yeah and they, they invest it into cut. different areas like they'll invest it into tech they'll invest it into back office they'll invest it into crypto um, uh, huh? crypto. crypto yeah you know what you know what they probably do mate they probably do Harnik, Harnik man speak to Harnik man he, he, he's saying that these. I, I think he works in a similar do you want to tell industry. people who Harnik is so Hanik is one of our friends, guys. He's been on the podcast with Harpal, uh, the Bhangra mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. And he works in London, but is often in Chicago and other places like Zurich, so banking uh, capitals of the world. And I think the last time I saw him, he was telling me about his firm, who have quite a significant arm in crypto. Yeah. Um, fine. So coming back to that. So you're about to tell me. So the entry, and this is a graduate entry job. Yeah, so Goldman Sachs this year are increasing their pay for first-year investment banking analysts from 86K, so $86,000, to $110,000. Now, so you're a 21-year-old coming out, You're 21 years old. And you're making 100K. 110K. It's in dollars, so pounds, that would be what? So let me just do a quick conversion. USD, GBP, uh, 110, that's 80K. 80k is 21 year old. You're on an 80k job as a 21 year old. Shut the fuck up. Stop complaining. That's it. You can't complain. Do you know what doctors make? First year doctor, 23 years old? Less than 30. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. yeah it's about 24, yeah. 26, something like that. So, so now you understand no my, my point of view is saying stop fucking complaining. Because so your point you know, is actually you're being, you know, you, okay, you know what to expect. You're making this 
this deal with the devil, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you're, yeah. You're exchanging yeah, exactly. All, all right, you're exchanging all of your time for money. Yeah. That's it. Which is, you know, I, I've talked about this before on the podcast that, you know, a job, what is a job? A job is the exchange of time for money. Mm-hmm. Investing is when you learn how to not exchange your time for money. Right? Yeah. So when the money money's rolling in, you're actively having to do something with your time. But okay, so let's just say this. So the, you said 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. What's that now? It's 10 hours a day, yeah? So no, no. I'll come to the, the hours breakdown in a sec, yeah? All right, okay. Um, okay. So what's happened is Goldman Sachs has said they're going inv- to boost that up. That's right. without bonuses, FYI. Sometimes bonuses can go as high as 50K a year, depending wow. on the performance of how well the bank's done. So we could be well in excess of hundred uh, k. So you could pounds. be doing very, very well, right? Mm. But no bonuses time. aren't aren't as big as they used to be. But that's an arbitrary figure that I've just pulled out for argument's sake. Okay. I don't actually know how much they they all clear, but it, it's all it's all weird. Mm. So, fine. After the second year, your basic pay for the same level of analyst. If you make it to the second year, you get paid one hundred twenty five k dollars. So one hundred twenty five thousand mm. dollars a year. So 22 years old. Yeah, 22 years old, that much. Okay, keep going. Okay, so you're, you're, you're doing a lot. Now, that, that's a lot to be making as soon as you get out of college or uni. The average for students coming out of college is about $44,000 a year in America. Hmm. So they're going to be making nearly triple what others make for this much amount of work. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it levels out. It's, it's not like you're doing slave labor. It's not. Yeah, so I get. Your, I get that you want more of a balance, is, um, yeah. but what they're essentially saying is we work ninety five hours a week. They said 90, let's ninety five hours a week. Bloody hell! <laughs> right, and now they're saying, well, let's let's cut that back to eighty and call it there. So I did some quick maths. I've got the the breaks here. So if you work ninety five hours a week, that's nineteen hours a day for weekdays, or thirteen and a half hours a day every day, including weekends. So the bankers want it capped to eighty hours a week which is reasonable i guess that terms to at 16 hours a day normally on normal days and if you go to the weekend i think it's a bit less i oh, know it is a bit less let me just do a quick quick calculation 80 divided by seven yeah that's 11 and a half hours depends on how you want to slice it that's well you know <laughs> today or yesterday yesterday i think i was looking at my timesheet right so mm. i'm contracting the moment i sit my end of my timesheet for last week Bearing in mind, last week I had a three-day working week because I was on holiday with you from Friday and Monday I have off because I'm doing business admin stuff. Yeah. Three-day week, 26 hours, total week, that's all I worked last week. See? Yeah, like, so when I hear those numbers, the scary-ass numbers, I'm like, nope. I mean, normally I do four hours, four, four hours a week. It doesn't, it doesn't appeal to me, basically. Week. It doesn't appeal oh, to me either. No, man, like... No, no. Yeah, Why yeah, would you I, waste the prime of your, prime of your lifetime, your 20s, sitting in a fucking office yeah look unless you have some sort of game plan which is like okay amass wealth right amass wealth until age 26 or five years be in make half a mil or close to a mil or something and then start investing it and then basically retire fine if you've got a game plan fine but you unless you unless you do have that you're gonna burn out man like there is no way like i think you said yeah, earlier something easily, about drinking easily. drugs so these habits probably form as a way to cope. Bro, um, all those things, bankers thing, right? go on binges on Fridays. I mean, they finish work on a Friday for argument's sake. No, not even for argument's sake. They do. They finish work at five on a Friday. So if you ever go into like a heavy investment banking area, they're all getting lashed out of their right. face. Right. 
Right. And that continues until the next morning. I'm talking like 5, 6 a.m. And yeah, within that time, you do drugs, you <clears> go <throat> to strip clubs, you go to everything and you go wild. And then you're expected to work maybe the Sunday to make up for it. That's normal. It, that's normal culture in banking. So there's a, there's a law. Newton, you know Newton, uh, the physicist, had three laws, yeah? Yeah. His third law. Every reaction has an equal and opposite reaction. Mm-hmm. There is no way you can expend so much energy in a week, right? Without not going crazy and then doing all yeah. this other stuff to balance out. So yeah. I get it. I get it, man. Like, you've got to do something. And if your window is like this much to get all of it in, yeah. then bang, you're gonna just going to bloody think you're in Vegas like every Friday, man. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's... Wow. Okay. And when you said like, so... I presume there wasn't like any protests or anything. It was just where was this, mur- you know, murmuring coming from? A few people. Like so a lot of people? this, this, this came out earlier in the year when when um, what was it? Goldman Sachs were basically saying um, they wanted people to come back into the office. Do you yes. remember? And yeah, they were yeah. saying those workers. What were they saying? The low level investment bankers were saying my work life balance is fucked ever since I've been at home. It's worse. Because right, right. We're, we're, we're even more available than ever. People just like, well, you're at home, just carry on working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I respect that, yeah. Maybe there does have to be some kind of limit in there. But either way, deal with the devil. They can change the rules when they want. You've got to keep dancing. Which is what, walk away, yeah? So now all of them are saying, we'll just walk away. And I'm thinking, yeah, you can walk away and they'll get some other dipshit that will come in and do it for you. What's the difference? The difference is they're not doing it, are they? So they don't really care about the new people coming in. Yeah, but... so with the amount of money offered, that vacancy will always be filled. It's never going to be empty. If you're, if you're the biggest investment bank in the world, you're always going to have people waiting, queuing up yeah. in yeah. droves yeah. to come and take that job. Because you have to remember, if somebody hasn't come from comfort and wealth, right? Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, they're going to take it up. But again, yeah, you, I understand his, kind, his point kind of more. But if you're somebody from a bit of privilege... Was like, yeah. I don't need this. I don't, I don't need this, right? Yeah. I can, I'll be happy on, I'll make less but live more. Fine. But if you don't have the option, then you're going to do it. And maybe it's for you. Maybe you become ruthless and maybe you don't have a, a normal life, let's say. And, you know, maybe you become the CEO because you're like that. There are certain people who are that way inclined. Yeah, so, you potentially. Know, I have certain friends who are much older than us, Cindy. Uh, and from a business point of view, they're very astute. But then I look at other aspects of it. I'm like... Is it because you, you have so much time because you don't have a partner because you don't have any kids, you don't have any other responsibility that all of your time is going to this one pursuit, which is okay, but I'm not prepared to siphon off everything else in the singular pursuit of something. Of um, one thing as well. Like if that company yeah. goes under like Lehman Brothers, then what? Ooh, I'm, not, I'm, not say, I'm not saying it ever will go down like Lehman Brothers did, but... I'm sure all those investment bankers who used to work there were thinking the same, which is, this will never go under. It's fine. We'll just keep working. They put all their life into it and then the next day they have nothing. Mm, like, there's oh, a film about this. Uh, you know, a couple of podcasts ago, I told you my friend who regularly listens to Raghav. He, mm. uh, I was on a call with him the other day. What, the big short? No, it's like that. It's called Margin Call. It's Kevin Spacey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, maybe you should watch it as well. It's about Lehman Brothers mm. and what happened. That'd be good to watch. Um, yeah. What was the thing I was going to say to you? What were you just talking about? First year grad, someone stepping up, some dipshit's going to take it. Ah, no, that was they it. Need it. So in the period where I wasn't working as a doctor, I had this other job, right? It was for the Department of Works and Pensions, DWP, which is 
um, obviously from central governments, they deal with people who have disabilities and the payments for that, right? Yeah. They then have subcontracted to another company who I used to work for, a company that I used to work for that actually did these assessments. Anyway, I left the job because it was a terrible, terrible job. And just recently, I just, I kind of, uh, I don't know why, but I just Googled, um, I Googled uh, the stuff about them. And there were so many doctors coming out, speaking out about how inhumane this company was. Yeah. Right? And uh, again, see, when I applied to it, because at that point I wanted to change, I didn't really want to do medicine. And I went on Indeed, as you do. Mm-hmm. Job. Uh, it was something like... Seven and a half hours a day, five days a week, no weekends or nights, no long days. So very different to what you do as a doctor. Yeah. 78K. I was like, okay, that's fine. Mm. I can do my other stuff. My plan was to do this, right? And just therefore have the rest of my time to work on my business. Yeah. But it kind of just took over my whole life. Um, and it was like really silly things. Nothing's where... ever as advertised as what you think it is. When it's offering that much mm-hmm. money, it's too Trust good to be man. Right, exactly. So you get into it and you do it and you start seeing these signs be like, ah, it's okay, it's new, isn't it? It's new, so it'll get better. That's the premise. Yeah, but and, um, yeah. everyone falls for it because you're thinking, oh, I've got probation to pass. I don't want to lose my right. job. And you right, just, you right. just, you just look, you look through those rose tints as hard as you can. Yeah, and we did that. And, look, and the thing is, when you come through, especially as a doctor, you're like, mate, I've been to some tough shit, man. I'm top 1% of the country. I can do this. I can yeah. do this. That's the mindset you have, right? And, uh, like, basically, when you see somebody and you do what you call a, you're a, uh, what do you call it, a disability analyst or a functional okay. assessor, that, that was the name of your title, right? And you assess somebody to see at what level of disability they should be on and therefore the amount of payment. The, the money side wasn't what we were doing. We were looking from the medical point of view, like, mm. basically, are you trying to shit or is this real, basically, right? And then you produce this report and the report had to be done, like, really to the letter mm. and each report is audited 100% of your work is audited and you have a, basically you have this grading system wow uh, and uh, it's like ABC right and you have to get a certain number of grades and da 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 and sounds like school mate put it this way when I left when I decided when I decided to resign of the original eight doctors who trained together in that kind of batch six of us left on the same day Six wow. hours, same, oh, shit, same day. This was the week before, I think it was the week before lock. No, it was the day before we watched that play together, you and me. Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, right? that was like March last year, very early March last year. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. So six of us walked out the same day and... Uh, it kind of, because when we were there, we, we weren't talking to each other about our experience. But we realized afterwards that we were all feeling kind of this inadequacy, right? We were like, yeah. oh, we're, not, we're not good at this, da, 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 we, whatever, whatever. And then we realized afterwards. Yeah, sack it off. Yeah, yeah. Just a horrible, horrible work environment where the management just does not give a shit about anything apart from numbers. Mm. You need to see this many number of people. This needs to be like this. Da, 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 da. No respect. No, not about, nothing about creativity, right? It's not like, even if you get the right answer, it's not about getting the right answer. You have to get the right answer and it has to be like this, this, and this every single time. You have to see this many number of people. Yeah. You know, when you're from a healthcare background and you want to help people, it's not even about helping people. There's psychologists that I know that are doing stuff like that where they have to see a set number of patients every hour uh, in the yeah. day. Well, not even yeah. every hour, just a number of patients in a day. And you're expected to be pedals to the metal all day. And it's like, when do you get a chance to break and do your patient assessments and do your notes? Like, you're especially down in your spare time. So 
it's 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 silly um and i don't like how a lot of companies do that they sort of do that fake yeah this is what it is it's great work-life balance we're really big on mental health you come in you're like you fucking lied to me absolutely man and that's funny what you said um earlier which was about um i remember the mandatory training there's a module on mental resilience oh bollocks here we go yeah right so i was like look i'm a mindset coach right so i was like yeah 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 this is some good stuff right and but you're right it's it's like these are the company's values this is what they say and then you come and do it and it's like mate you just value like money capital uh and on the exit interview the manager was like um yeah 50 percent of doctors don't make it three months they don't advertise that, that front but well, now you fucking know why like yeah yeah and i was like no shit man <laughs> so um idiots man you, you got out you got out lucky it's a toxic work environment and i think i'm not saying the goldman sachs is toxic they're clearly not mm. because they make a killing right how they do it is up to them and um i think if, if one thing that everyone have learned is that it shows that they're not exactly high on mental health stuff anyway because they wanted everyone back in the office like i said like asap as soon as stuff was opening up so they wanted people back in the mm-hmm. office the 14th of july and they wanted the uk workers back the 21st of july they wanted more in the office Fully, there is no work. There is no working at home ever again. For Goldman Sachs. For Goldman Sachs, so it kind of shows that that's the kind of company style that they have. Uh, they're very old school. They don't want to change things. Fine. Mm, so they want, they want control, man. Because surely the you know the what's going forward is going to be that yes, there'll be office time, and but a lot of work can be done at home. We've seen that now. I mean, maybe that's going to work out better for them because look at look at those guys that were saying we're working too much at home. Well, now you have the now you have the capacity to work at home. You can just do you can finish the work at home if you want. Just go home and do it. Or if you're at home, just fire up your laptop. I need to get you to do something at like half ten at night. See? Yeah, too much. There's no control. That's what it is, man. That's what it is. That's 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 banking in a nutshell. Well, that's the proverbial of uh, you know, rat race or you know, hamster in the wheel. That's actually what it looks like. Yep, that's exactly what it looks like. Or that guy um, in that picture where he's got that stick in front of him. Sorry, he's got the dollar bill in front of him. He's got the stick hanging over his, sh- hanging over his back. He's constantly. walking towards it the whole time and then he's going off a cliff without realising it. Or he's going into his grave without realising it. So yeah, it's, uh, it's mad. Absolutely <clears throat> mad. So final point there, which is then they're not going to be listened to. I can tell you now. Um, if you're so far beneath those who are frankly at the top of the hierarchy, they're not going to give a shit. It's fine. I would just fill you in with someone else. Because there will be someone else, yeah. It's the yep. no, same, same for doctors, man. Yep. We yep. have mental health problems. You're a commodity. And somebody explained to me, there's actually another senior doctor. He said, look, in a business, let's think about medicine as a business, right? Who, who are the clients in medicine? Who are the leads? Patients. Yep. Right. Does a doctor have to generate their own leads? No. No. So there is no, there is no uh, advantage to keeping you fit and healthy. Yeah. The leads are coming in either way. People are sick, they'll come yeah. to the hospital. So, that's true. That's very true. Right? Yeah. So he explained this to me and I was like, bloody hell. And he was like, so from the government point of view or organ management point of view, it's like, get the most amount of work from the cheapest workforce. Yeah. That's it. Period, right? So as someone like me who's a contractor, it's, the game is all about adding value to a system, networking, really infiltrating getting in so you do become indispensable um, yeah because they're always looking at oh, can i fire can i hire you know a foreign doctor can i get a pharmacist upskill to kind of be like a doctor 
Um, you know, can we do something here? Can we make this a nurse practitioner? Like all these roles are important. I'm not blaming yeah. any of these other roles. PAs obviously you know about Indy. Um, mm. PAs just, are not personal assistants. They're physician no, associates. They're physician make associates. that very clear to people. It's a new role in the UK. Okay, it's a new role. My medical company specialises in uh, running courses for them. So if you're a PA listening to this, I doubt you are. But if you are, reach out to us with the medics team. Tell Indies people are, what PAs are. PAs are physician associates, which is a role which is originally following Vietnam War in America. Um, that's where it developed. So from the 60s in America, very well established here. And probably in the UK, probably about 10 years. Uh, essentially, it's somebody who's done a life science degree. So undergraduate degree, say, in uh, biomedical science. And then they do a two-year postgraduate degree to become a physician associate so they work in a capacity which is similar to a doctor um, but sort of minus a few things like prescribing rights at the moment which are coming and ordering certain tests such as CT scans and x-rays uh, they don't work night shifts at the moment um, but the role the role is evolving uh, it's a good role what it what they have is they have a lot more consistency whereas doctors we rotate a lot more into certain specialties and we subspecialize. A lot yeah. of these guys essentially will stick with one specialty and then they get developed so they can learn a skill, like a super niche skill, mm. which is good for that department uh, and good obviously for patients, continuity of care. So they're trying to blend the mix of doctors and uh, PAs, physicians, associates. There we go. Mm-hmm. There we go. All right, next bit. So to hear about the YouTubers, Piers Corbin. So last week's episode, if everyone listened... We spoke about Piers Corbin, who is Jeremy Corbin's brother, not the love child of Jeremy Corbin and Piers Morgan. There you <laughs> go. So he got pranked really badly. Um, I don't know if you've seen this video. I haven't so, seen, but he just just to remind myself, this is the guy who's protesting he's a massive against... anti-vaxer. He right, appeared it, at yeah. anti-protests, sorry, anti-vax <coughs> protests. Uh, right. He's a big, what's the word? He's a big proponent. Is that the word? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a big proponent towards vaccines. So there's a YouTube channel set up by two lads called Josh Peters and Archie Manners. What they do is they're pranksters. Um, some of their stuff in the past is top notch. So in the past, these are the same guys who went around asking royal experts to give their view or their take on the Harry and Meghan situation and the interview. And they said, we're going to get you to come on and give us your thoughts before the interview comes out. And then we're going to release it afterwards as a post-interview analysis. Are you happy to do it? And all of them said yes. And all of them agreed to do it. And they were giving the most generic shit ever. And they were asking them questions. They set up like a fake production company, everything. And they got these royal experts to basically all be exposed as as a force they all are. So he interviewed, sorry, world leaders. No, he interviewed uh, royal experts, so people that are like experts uh, in the royal family and the okay, dynamics okay. and all that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they did it for all <laughs> those people who were um, meant to be experts about the Harry and Meghan interview, even though it hadn't aired. They got them to come on before it had aired, not knowing what the fuck was said, give their feedback. So the second it finishes, they can release their feedback saying, this is the public's opinion, and put that out. Yeah. <laughs> And, it, and and they offered the money for it and they said yeah yeah we'll do it we don't care yeah, yeah that's fine so they're just basically guys that go out there and prank people and show people for the frauds they are and they ah, did it so to that, Piers Corbin so okay so the thing is to expose yeah it's to expose it isn't to just prank and leave it's sort of to like here's the exposure what you do with this information is now up to you that's it gotcha I'll leave yeah. it right there yeah done yeah yeah so okay. 
there we go. So this week gone, there's a YouTube video about it. It's fucking fantastic. Go and watch it, guys, afterwards. But okay. this week gone, they approached Piers Corbin at a lunch, pretending to be shareholders in AstraZeneca. They offered AstraZeneca. him £10,000. Yeah. Oh, nice. They offered him £10,000 to not slander AstraZeneca, but to slander Pfizer and Moderna instead. Right. Okay. Right. And the way they did it, they had to be really careful. So they had this like envelope of real cash. It was all their money, right, in yeah, an envelope. Yeah. They showed it to him and they put it under a table and with some sleight of hand, they managed to swap it all around, give him a fake envelope full of Monopoly money and he accepted it and walked off. Now, for these guys to be able to do it, they had to be shareholders in quotations of AstraZeneca. They right. bought one share of AstraZeneca in the morning to say that they're shareholders. Gotcha. That's it. And they did it. He accepted the money. Um, so on and the they video even, that we... We're talking about, do you capture yeah. any of the dialogue between them? Yeah, so you capture the dialogue. You see him say, like, <laughs> oh, you're from AstraZeneca, etc. He'll say, don't worry. I'll say that the donation or the money came from a restaurant owner instead. Like, he's fully agreeing to it. And I'm like, but so hang on, you so don't like vaccines. You're anti-vaxxer. Yeah, so you're an anti-vaxxer, but you're happy to take money and then promote. <laughs> yeah, you're happy to take money and promote, right? So a bit wild, that. And they just exposed him, basically. It's all done. And Which makes you think, then, that you know his... Him being an anti-vaxxer, is he being funded by... Potentially. Right? Potentially. Say this, say this, again, for money. There is a part in the video where they actually make him write down the benefits of the AstraZeneca vaccine. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, yo, this is great. They really caught him, caught him out yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, to be honest, I think the main takeaway is it shows that people would do anything for, for money. For money. And it's better to maybe show people for the frauds they are and let the public have their own choices on it than sort of forcing their, their agenda opinion. on other people. Yeah, it's, it's better to let somebody stumble over their own words and actions and then just let people figure it out. Yeah, because um, people don't, don't like to be told, doesn't it? But if they come to their own conclusion based on facts, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. That's really good. I thought that was great. That's um, so we need more people, more people like this, don't we? We need more there, people like those guys is, for sure. There is, there is a surge, man. Like, um, you know, Jordan Belfort. Yes. Okay. The guy from the Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf Wall Street, the real Wolf Wall Street. He has a podcast called, I think, In the Wolf's Den or the Den of the Wolf, something like that. Um, and he had an episode where he in, invited and interviewed Grant Cardone. Do you know who Grant Cardone is? No. All right. So Grant Cardone is. Um, Dude in America. His most famous book was the Ten X Rule. Oh, that guy, yeah. That guy, right? Everything Ten X, yeah. That's it, yeah. Ten X baby, and he like when he comes to conferences, he gets everyone to do this in the crowd. X Ten X, brother. So, one of those hype guys. Uh, he's like some guy from Degeneration X in the WWE. That's where he got it from. I guarantee it. Definitely. That. Um, and. Uh, yeah, so he's into like property and he's like, a, he teaches like some business mastery and sales and all this kind of stuff. And there has been a, like we've talked about this before, we talked about this rise, a big surge on the internet of these kind of fake gurus. Yeah. And um, basically, you, you should watch that. Jordan Belfort is a proper salesman. Yeah. Like he, he knows sales. Okay, mm -hmm. fine, he went to jail and stuff, but he knows how to sell stuff, right? And so he's trying to have an intelligent discussion about sales with Grant Cardone. And clearly, Grant Cardone has no, no idea what this guy's on about. Mm. But he's not trying to like, catch him out. He's just asking like, normal questions. Uh, and he doesn't, know the, he doesn't know the difference. Basically, he's trying to say to Grant that, are you a better marketer or are you a better salesman? And he didn't mm. understand the difference. Uh, and so 
Jordan Bamford had this another podcast with another like couple of young guys, and he, they asked him like, "What are your reflections post podcast with Grant?" And he goes, "Clearly, what that has shown me is that the world is a dangerous place because people now are just great mark, you know, marketers, right? Yeah, and they can sell you shit, but they don't really they're not an authority. There's nothing behind them. it. There's nothing. Oh, behind mate, it. I've, goes, I've I've worked at places um, in the past that have done that easily. It's proper toxic work environments. I'm not on about banking, <clears> like other agencies." Mm. and they've sold people shit and i've worked on the project afterwards and it's just like let's throw it together as we go along and i'm yeah, like wait yeah, what yeah, yeah. we didn't we yeah, didn't have yeah. a template it's like no there is no template mm. Mm. and i'm thinking this is absurd how can you just get away with this shit yeah yeah because it's not it's not um it's not regulated is it that industry the uh, no it's not regulated the advice the advice sharing industry right it's not masterminds all that shit yeah oh man there are levels to all this stuff right well what people pay it's mm-hmm. not said there's no value right but i think the value the perceived value is a lot higher than actual value i think that's the problem uh and what jordan buffalo is basically saying is on this recent podcast that there are now active lawsuits against grant cardone uh, there we go that's what it is uh, mate and there are a couple of dedicated youtube channels of people who basically what they're actually doing now is they're actually paying for these people's courses so they can get yeah. the insight and then they come out and make a YouTube video exposing all of the shit. Good, good. That's necessary. Yeah, yeah, You've got to do yeah, that shit, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I'm just waiting for the time that somebody tries to infiltrate one of my courses and then realizes <laughs> how good how good it is, right? Ah. And be like, he's the real deal, man. When that happens, I'm dropping you from the podcast for a month until it blows over, yeah? And then... <laughs> oh, 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 only a month, yeah. That's what I'm yeah, only a month. All right, yeah. Month, I'll let you back month, in after that, right? <laughs> Next one. Uh, ethnic sounding names being rejected for nursery places in Scotland. Oh, that's a... Yeah, bro. Steep that's... one. Very, very yeah. steep one. See, before you go into that, like, my, what I, my general spiel when I talk to people about Scotland, right, is... Acceptance. It's quite yeah, nice. Yeah, do you mean? Like, you, you go up north, these people aren't scared of people with beards, like, you know, that's really welcoming. Up anywhere, like, you know, up north, Wales... Island, all these other places. See, seem I don't know colour. exactly where in Scotland this happens, so that might be right. my downfall of the story. But no. normally, when when you think of major cities, you don't think of that being an issue. So when you go to LA, it's very mm. accepting. When you go to New York, again, accepting. When you go mm. to London, accepting. But then mm. there's always going to be pockets of spaces in those areas that are going to have issues. Right. Um, and I think this is one that sort of highlighted it quite clearly. So backstory is... Guy's name is Hamza Youssef. He's a member of the Scottish Parliament. So he's an MSNP, so member of Scottish Parliament. He is the Cabinet Health Secretary. Uh, he and his wife tried to put their daughter into nursery and had to apply directly. So he's somebody of influence. Yeah. Cabinet Health Secretary. Okay. Yeah. And <coughs> they tried to put their daughter into nursery. They applied. They were rejected straight away. Now, his wife had a bit of a hunch and she thought, that doesn't sound right. Um, what if? It, it could be racism. And he thought, no, it can't be. It might be because he's a person of interest or influence. They're not happy to take their daughter on, which I understand. So she then said, let me try something. What she did was she then managed to get a friend of theirs to submit their daughter mm. or their friend. And she submitted another person who was a fake name, who sounded ethnic. The white person's name was accepted. The ethnic was rejected. This was less than 24 hours after the initial application was sent. Mm, right so then she said okay maybe that's a coincidence let me try something else so she asked her sister to do it who had a muslim surname the surname was ahmed the lady's name in question is nadia she's um what's his name she's hamza's wife 
Right. And she asked her sister to send her send an application, one for her actual child and one for a fake Scottish name. The mm. fake Scottish name was off of four afternoon slots. The ethnic name wasn't. Right. So Hamza said, all right, there's clearly a, a correlation here. He passed it on to his journalist. The journalist did the same test, same result. Wow, okay. The so they did it four expo- times. Expo- expose. Right? <laughs> four times. And the, and the journalist did a massive expose about it today. Um, this is today. So today is 2nd of August, Monday the 2nd of August when we're recording this. Right. So, yeah, Damn. that happened. And I just thought, wow, that is some Again. dark shit. 2021. Come on, why is this shit happening, man? Casual The fucked thing is, right, is that you're rejecting a kid. The kid's two years old. They don't have anything in them that's inherently bad. So why are you rejecting the kid? The kid's done literally nothing. Yeah. Like, there's no qualifications to discriminate against. Like, what's the thing, what's the number one thing you're thinking in your head? Can they wipe their ass? No, they're two years old. Okay, fine. We'll change their nappy. That's literally it. That's as far as it goes. Mm -hmm. It's incredible how people will discriminate against a kid because of their old strong held values or thoughts about people. Um, of that of that ethnicity it's it's crazy yeah and if you're look if you're in that nursery right and there's a child and a white child in that nursery then surely they need to learn and be surrounded be exposed to people of different cultures different beliefs different practices so they can grow up and have a balanced opinion because you're doing damage disservice as well man by just keeping them in this kind of white only environment yeah exactly you have to mix it a little bit especially for white kids as well because they're only going to be exposed to white faces so you have to mix people up from an early age so they understand who they're working with and what they're surrounded by yeah and then you don't you know it's a bit cliche but you don't see color do you like you when when i'm in a hospital and somebody realizes that that you know the patient realizes i speak english the same way they speak english yeah it's all cool man then it's like it's not even doctors like jazz Da, 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 da. Do you know what I mean? Could be a black yeah. person, could be a Muslim person, could be a white person. It doesn't matter because you've got that connection. And that's, that's the level we need to be at. Uh, and that can only happen if you're, if you're comfortable around people. Yeah. All people. Yeah. So imagine that all this is happening to a child at a nursery. Mm. This must be happening at jobs, at job levels for qualifications. Not even, not even questionable now. Like if, if, if that's happening based on the most minimal... Um, information given about about someone, then you're going to find the most minimal thing to pick on in someone's CV to reject them from a job. And mm. claim it's because of a qualification downfall compared to... The real reason. Yeah, yeah the yeah, real yeah. reason. Hiding behind reasons. Yeah, this this is a big thing, isn't it? People having what sounds like reptile excuses or reasons. Or yeah, something. like you haven't got enough experience. Oh, we, we, someone else was a better fit. I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're better for the culture of the company. I'm like, what do, what do those phrases mean? Mean, like, yeah. What does it actually mean? The, the best way to say it is, I don't like the, the answer you gave in the interview. Just be honest with them. Say, I don't like the answer you gave in the interview. Somebody else said this in the interview compared to your question. This is what it is. Done. If you give people detailed feedback like that, they won't think it's about their skin colour. They'll say, yo, it's because I didn't interview well. That's cool. You can work on that. Mm. That's probably a better yeah, yeah, way to yeah, about it. That's, that's the worst thing, man. Like, if you get rejected for something or you don't pass something. So we have plenty of students that come to us and they haven't passed their exams. And it's like, but did you get any feedback? Yeah. So didn't give feedback. I said, like, well, how is this person expected to improve? You're not telling them the yep. areas they need to improve on. Yeah. So that's a big yeah. gripe I have with 
recruiters they they don't ever give you feedback they just sort of just send a rejection and i'm like what did i do wrong and they're like yeah, oh there's yeah, too many applicants yeah. to send feedback to and i'm like oh so we're just numbers to you right okay. yeah but that's yeah that's just demoralizing man it is they, it is if, if, if you really you beat someone gap. down you fill the gap with the shit that you think you're inadequate with then and then those yeah. become limiting beliefs and assumptions they're not true yeah but you believe them to be true and then that becomes like a vicious circle and then it affects your next job you apply to and then it also affects you on a personal level where you're like oh maybe I have to go back to university and learn like another degree or yeah, yeah, which yeah, which yeah. in itself is bollocks you don't need to do that the feeling you just of need to yeah. you, you, you need to just work on a few more skills that make you better at your job hmm. um, or maybe you need to present yourself better that, that's pretty much it because nine times out of ten if you get into a company and you want to stay there you could put on an act to stay there it's it's not difficult. What you gotta do is pass pass probation within three months. Then after that, you can show your real colors, and then they're stuck with you. Like it's not hard. Mm. So there's ways around it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So ways to combat it, then, Garen. How would you combat that situation? From whose perspective? From a parent's perspective. So if you're a parent. That- that parent how would you or how would you how would you want that to be fixed going forward to stop that level of discrimination happening? I've got a couple child, ideas, but I want to hear yours. From for your child, or are you talking about the whole problem? The whole problem. So how mm. how can you stop this from being? How can you stop this from happening at other nurseries without without knowing about it? It's like a question we had the other time when we talked about football. It's the same same See what question. I mean? asking, yeah, yeah. How do you how do you stop racism? But when it comes to kids, it's different, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously what's happened in this scenario is good because the power of the journalist is he provides objectivity. So it's not coming yeah. from somebody else. And it's mm. reach, isn't it? You've got to expose the problem, just like we said with the YouTubers. Put it out there, educate enough people, so more people realise this is a problem, not acceptable. So yeah. that they collectively, i.e. say, well, to the nursery, this not on, force the management issue. Because if a single parent goes there, they can probably part it off. Maybe, maybe yeah. they don't. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like me going to a big company and trying to, you know, Russell Fez is like, there's one man in there. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. We don't, we don't care yeah. about your complaint or whatever. But if there's that protest, right, if it's on a big scale. Now, this will get a lot of exposure because this guy's a cabinet health secretary. In Scotland, it will do. I don't think it'll make it to England, but in Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but there, right? Cabinet health secretary, yeah. somebody who's doing so much for the people and this is how he's treated, right? He's been treated, you know, yeah. Should be the same for everybody, irrespective of who you mm. are. But I think that will uh, provide a lot of reach. So I think that point is about education and awareness, and you've got to be having these conversations. And what I liked is they didn't roll over in this situation. So if you're a parent here, you've got to ask the questions. But it's asking yeah, questions. Like why? In the right way. Why is my kid inadequate? Like you've got to ask that. Well, well, I mean, the, the first question would be simple as why didn't they get in? You're not going to assume it's racism. You're not going to assume it's inadequacy. You're going no, to ask that question. No, of course not. But you've got to follow that trail until you get a meaningful answer and you have a real discussion with a real person who's in a position to give you that. Not someone who's piling yeah. off right at the bottom, yeah. right? So that with me, like if I'm trying to get something done, whatever avenue of life is, ultimately, if I'm on the phone with someone, it's like, listen, are you a decision maker or are you not a decision maker? Can you influence or impact policy? Can you actually do something? Or if you can't, please put me through to that person I can. In the same way, when a patient talks to me, they want to, are you going to be able to send me home? Do you notice the significance of this blood test or scan? Yeah. Are you going to be the one giving me the treatment? That's what they want, man. I, look, I understand that. But obviously, junior doctors and things need to learn. So that's why that system exists. But 
Ask meaningful questions, get a meaningful response. If that doesn't do the thing, then yes, you have to raise awareness in other ways and um, this is good in this scenario. Yeah, so I guess the idea that I had is you can do blind CVs. This was suggested to me by my brother. Doing blind CVs is probably the best way to go about it. That way you can bat it at both levels. You can bat it at job levels and at nursery levels. What's a blind CV? Uh, where you don't list someone's name or ethnicity, you just look at their qualifications or their, their character type, I guess. Oh, I see. That's very interesting. So, yeah, you take away the... You take the away fact. the name. You anonymise the name. Mm. You anonymise their nationality. You just give it mm. give it age and that's it. Done. Yeah, age and... Maybe not even age, age I guess, yeah. Yeah, so just this is what I've done. This is my experience. This is my skill set. Done. That's it. That's the best way of going about it. Now, kind of when like, it comes you know, to a kid... A, a voice. Yeah, the voice, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, come. So, trying to do that with a kid, I don't know how reasonable that would be. But maybe <laughs> you want to do like a lottery system. Right. Huh? So, where, if you have like a bunch of applications for kids, you'll do like a lottery little little thing where you pick out kids' names or something and then it's done. But you've got to give that to like an impartial third party that will do that on your behalf. That won't show any sort of discrimination bias. towards a child. Yeah, where there's no bias. Maybe that will anonymise it a little bit. You I mean if there are lim- limited numbers and you have to pick from? Yeah, if there's limited numbers. If there's not limited numbers and they're just rejecting people, then I don't, I don't know how to fix that at all. Mm. That, that's where I was a bit stumped. So, mm. in a nutshell, uh, I'm a bit numb to it, to be honest. Racism on that level. Uh, it's a new low to be racist toward a, towards Kids. a child that's two years old and can barely speak. Mm. But, yeah incredible <clears throat> and like you Intor- said man intolerable man and like you said you didn't expect that in Scotland but pockets of people no, you can find no, anywhere right no 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 exactly mm. next topic uh, well last topic then we'll move on to your section so <laughs> my corona, section is it? corona vaccine incentives yeah your section because you've got to tell me something right <laughs> so corona vaccine <coughs> incentives these are Go fucking on. wild have you heard of them no. Have you read about any of them? Are these companies giving incentives? Yeah, it's companies trying to incentivize people to get their second shot or first shot. Basically, in, you, young adults on it. Incentives from like people who work for the company or people who are going to visit the company. I no people that need to have people that aren't taking a vaccine. Companies are like, how can we help to make you take a vaccine? But like, like let's say Goldman Sachs. Do you mean like Goldman Sachs doing it, or do you mean like a club saying you want to come to a club, get the vaccine? Like which way? Yeah, yeah. The second, the second one, exactly. To you, to use my service. service Well, well, not even to use my service, but how can we get you to the point of taking a vaccine? So I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, So in London, there's a place called Pizza Pilgrims. Yeah. What they do is that yeah, yeah, they give you a free slice of pizza to go with your vaccine. So they're saying you take the vaccine to get a free slice of pizza, which is fucking genius because if your pizza's good enough, people will come back and they'll they'll either they'll either eat something straight away because they're gonna be hungry, mm. or they'll come back later. They're like, oh, that's the place I got my vaccine from. Like you have an affiliation with it. So that's Sorry, really are they, smart. Are they giving the vaccine at Pizza Pilgrims? Uh, so I think there's I think there's a pop up store in place. So you arrive on site, you get jab, you eat a slice after. Wow, that's it's a sweet fun. deal. Yeah, it's a very sweet deal. It's genius. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wish I wish I didn't get vaccinated, mate. I I wish I didn't get vaccinated. Now I go for a pizza slice. Why not? And to be honest, after you had a vaccine, you were gonna, but you were gonna get a vaccine anyway, isn't it? I guess the danger here is somebody who doesn't really who's doing it for the wrong reasons. Imagine if you were holding out. You want to get the vaccine if you want to get the vaccine. 
Imagine if you were holding out like, yo, let me just ride this out. Yeah, see yeah, if yeah. I can get a perk to go with my vaccine. Yeah, let's pizza, go. Pizza. <laughs> let, let me get that slice of pizza, man. My God. Oh, this is so crazy. I'm sure there's going to be some crazy people out there like that. It's like, it's like, it's like abandoning your uh, car on a website. Have you ever done that? Where you put in your login details, you signed up, you're about to purchase, you leave the website and you wait for like an abandoned car email. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. You, and then oh, you get like a percentage off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they're like 10% now. If you, if you buy off, like, yep, I'll buy it now. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Genius. For incentive. Yeah, yeah people do that. I'm sure someone, someone must have thought like this. Marketing. So Pizza Pilgrims, they did that. Bolt, which is the alternative to Uber, they're giving right. people a free ride to their vaccination center. So therefore, it takes away the barrier to entry of people having issues of traveling to their vaccination place. I'm trying to work out, because it sounds like the bottles of company are clearly, they're going to be making, a, you know, they're going to be getting a kickback from who? The back, is this I don't, the government? This is what I thought. I thought, I, thought, the, I, thought, the, 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 I thought, how are they making money? Maybe it's no, a good No, they're making money in the back end. No, no, no. They're making money. But it's, is it the government paying them? So is the government's incentive here ultimately? Or is it coming from the vaccination companies? Maybe. But then I was thinking, I don't want the what is it? I don't want the uh, driver to be left short, short, left shortchanged. So normally drivers get a fee off every single, every single <clears> ride. <throat> yeah. Mm. Um, if it's a free ride, are they still getting paid? They're getting paid. Cool. They're, that's they're that's, that, that's the, the thing. That's the thing that I, I wanted to Every, check. Everybody yeah. making money, man. Everybody making money. Pizza programs, They're not getting a free pizza. They're making money. They're making money because you have your free slice, then you buy a full-size pizza, and they're making money on the other side because the company's paying them as well. Yeah, yeah. Everybody making money. Never think that. Sorted. That was my only concern with it. But I can imagine people abusing that. So imagine if you're, <laughs> if you're like, oh... Ten, ten vaccines, ten slices of pizza. No, 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 no. I'm thinking, imagine if you said, oh, I'm going to go get my vaccine. I, I want my uh, local hospital. It's in central London, uh, not on, on Oxford Circus. <laughs> Just drop me off there. I'll uh, I'll pretend like I walk in. You don't. You walk off. You got a free ride to Central. So I'm sure people can can abuse that system. It'll be interesting to see how they how they are able to deploy that. How creative they are. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. If I can think of all these things, I bet you people are thinking about it, man. Honestly. Yeah. Although one thing I did learn on the weekend with you is that you think about things like no other man thinks. About what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Indy has his PT, who's also my PT, film mm. him and then explain to the PT about the things that the PT can't see. Yeah. You, my friend, look at you, you're Spider-Man, you're definitely Spider-Man. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy, I'm you're like, yo, hang act, on. You're actually Spider-Man. I'm like, hang on, hang on, I'm in pain here, I'm not feeling something right, something hurts. I was like, just film it for me one time. And then I'll do the slow-mo, high scrub, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like can, you, can, can you see that? He's like, what? I said, that... <laughs> And I'm like pointing at him like that. He said you that. I'm that like, no yeah, that's, that's, that's bad form. The weight's too heavy or this isn't the right exercise for me or I've got a muscle imbalance of some sort. I'm like, that's what's happening. That's what's causing me pain. I, I love that last term, muscle imbalance. That's, yeah. That doesn't mean anything, muscle imbalance. Yes, um, it is. Muscle imbalances are real, bro. Let's not, hang on. Listen, Whoa, listen, they're real. listen. We'll, we'll talk about the condition today and uh, you, may, you may find some similarity in the things I'm going to talk muscle about. Muscle imbalance, yeah. Okay, fine. Guys, if you want muscle imbalance, come to Indeed. He'll use his come to muscle imbalance. I'll put you, put you in touch with a very good doctor named uh, Doctor J S Mavi. Uh, he can I diagnose will, you. I will refer you to Pura Singh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Get that. Get yeah. that kickback. Yeah, MSK. Yeah. yeah. 
MSK, okay. Moscow Skeletal Case, yeah? That's there you a, go. That's, that's what you got. Told you. So that's in England. There's been loads abroad. These are the that's best ones. F- yeah, <laughs> these are the best ones abroad. Joe Biden asked states to offer $100 for every vaccine taken by young, $100. young kids. $100. Money, man. Give him money. That's out, lit, man. man. I'm like, yo, give me the hundred dollars, man. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine if you're a dad of like a family of like six, and they're all like, over each other. I'm like, yo, that's ching ching, man. Let's go. That's yeah. money for a month, right? Yeah. Cheers, upon. Oh god. Then Washington State, they've offered a new scheme called jabs for joints, as weed is legal out there. What they're doing is they're offering a free pre-roll joint of weed for your first and second jab. <laughs> Which is smart because you're going to be in pain after the first shipment. Your arms, your arms going to be in pain. Get mellow, just, 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 just smoke that and you're mellow. That's it, done. <laughs> Very good marketing again. I'm sure there'll be a high uptake for that. Definitely, definitely that. In Moscow, they've offered people a five car lottery draw for those that have been vaccinated each week. So I was like, okay, but imagine if I think the money, the the, the amount of each car is like thirteen thousand seven hundred dollars, mm. which is not great. But I'm sure people are like, well, Free if color. it's been given to me by the government, it must be it must be chipped. They're going to be tracking me. Mm. And I'm like, all right, if you think like that, just get the car and sell it through like an online online reseller and make some money out of it. Now you bag yourself 13k. Mm. What's what's the beef? And it's a free free entry to 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 a lottery. Why wouldn't you do it? Mm. Point proven. However, the dark side of this is. In Moscow, they've also said, uh, if you don't, if you don't get vaccinated, you'll essentially be excluded from, um, you'll be excluded from working, and you'll be discriminated against if you don't get the vaccine. In fact, you just put it out there: you will be discriminated against. Yeah, you will be discriminated you against, will and be you won't be allowed to work in. You're 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 not going to be eligible to work in certain workplaces. Uh, so that's communism at its finest, there, mate. Well, yeah. sounds like fascist now. I mean, really, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did have two more good examples in the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing a cow raffle or raffles of rice, which is quite cool. You get a cow. Yeah, you get a cow. You get bags of rice. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh. See, smart. And the other one, which I just found earlier, is in Vegas. They're Vegas. doing jabs. They're doing jabs for lap dancers. Oh my god! Now I don't know if this is real or not, right? So I'm sorry if it's not true, but I think. You go to a, a strip joint right. and you get vaccinated and then apparently right. you get a lap dance after. That's the headline I read. I don't know if it's true. When but is I really hope that is true because that's the most Vegas shit ever. When did you stay? <laughs> I'm vaccinated, mate. Double vaxxed. Relax You don't yourself. worry, man. I can, I can alter the record. I'm like, this is a special, <laughs> special uh, groom oh, stag, right? He, he's, got, he's had no vaccines. We've just given him four Eight. <laughs> he needs a special right, give him the special give me that set. Johnson and Johnson vaccine that doesn't work give me that Jansen. one <laughs> Jansen. Oh, the Jansen. one that doesn't work Jansen. <laughs> but yeah those are the incentives man I thought they were great some of them were really funny and were quite smart mm. it's crazy that you have to do a thing like this though in order to get people to, to flip and take a vaccine though isn't it mm. makes you you're think still gonna, you're still going to have the hard calls despite this won't do it but, uh, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think uptake will be good with some of that stuff. But every week I am seeing a news story of someone saying like, I was a conspiracy theorist, but then I caught COVID and I got really ill and now I'm not. And I'm like, yeah. sometimes it takes, I mean, as bad as it is, it's like a kid being told, don't touch that, it's hot. Don't touch that, it's hot. 
and then they just don't listen and then they get burnt and then they're like well you had to learn the hard way now you know you won't do it again i mean it's it's yeah. really shit to compare it to that but sometimes people just have to learn the hard way there are some things in life you do have to learn that way yeah but yeah but this should be one of them this should be one of them yeah yeah this is just yeah yeah all right let's move on to your section so we've got the uh the, the doctor syndrome what's the segment called I forgot the name of it the doctor syndrome it's not that the doctor syndrome I've forgotten the name of this segment anyway Doctor Chronicle mate Doctor Chronicle this isn't, this isn't the, no no the doctor Chronicles is like a story of you at work this I is see. like the diagnosis of a random disorder yeah that's exactly. too long to fit but we'll use that as a filler go ahead so the condition this week is the FAS the what? Sounds like the FAS. Fast. Sounds yeah, fast. Sounds like it could be um like a secret agency. It does sound like a secret agency, yeah, definitely. Like that. K- KGB or the FSB or the FSB <laughs> as they call it in Russia. MI5, MI6. MI5, CSA, NIA, NIA? Not NIA. NIA? <laughs> NIA? National Indoor Arena, Birmingham. NSA. That's the one. it stands for foreign accent syndrome. Now as you know, guys, India actually finds these conditions and then I go and research them, right? This is not stuff that I, I've ever seen. And I'm very unlikely to buy the very So can I tell you why I chose raw. this one? Oh, go on. Yeah, what's well, the backstory? Go on. So there's a, uh, there's a comedian I follow, Tom Segura. He's one of my favorite comedians. He did mm. a bit on this. Mm. And he said there's actually an issue that people have where this is what it is. Foreign accent. He does a bit on it. If you want to watch it on YouTube, please do. He's really good at it. Um, and I just thought, yo, I want to see Gary and just tell me why this happens. So go, go ahead. It's interesting. So when I was doing my research, yeah, a couple of comedians uh, came up as well. Um, <laughs> which is funny, actually. It's good to watch their take on it first before yeah, getting, all, yeah, yeah. getting all medical on it. But um, not as rare as our other condition, the KL syndrome, the Klein Oh, is it more common? Syndrome. It's more common than that. Um, <laughs> essentially a condition where somebody develops an accent but it sounds like to somebody who doesn't know that they're obviously putting on the accent so like anybody not anybody most people have the ability to talk in a different accent you know i could speak like this and people would think that i am speaking la français la French, oh my days right so it could be like uh, um you know grazie bene grazie prego you know i could be a bit more italian or i could do the accent like this uh, you know okay so we have the ability to put on accents but the key there is what i'm doing now is very voluntary yeah right so these this is an involuntary condition where and i was reading a few again a few case studies it, for, for different people in different it's happened in different ways but they've they've been some sort of preceding illness we'll go into the causes in a second the things that have been identified mm. and then they either for days weeks months or permanently have another accent so there's a lady on good morning britain and uh <laughs> she was from staffordshire from dudley Dudley, an accent like that her whole life yeah. lived anywhere else, and now has an Italian accent and she talks about the day where she walked around but although like it sounds very Italian people are saying are you from Poland are you from Russia when did you come here are you on holiday um yeah man. So, so no, my name is my name is Janice I live in Dudley yeah 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 and then there was like there was this Australian lady who had a Chinese accent. That was that's really the weird. that's that's the one who had the bit with Tom Segura. Yeah, oh, okay. the Chinese accent bit is mad. Yeah, and it you know it sounds 
quite authentic. The thing of this condition is, although the accent sounds like it's not like they get some superpower where they can actually speak the language. So they don't... No, no. That doesn't happen, right? <laughs> That's important to know. Um, causes are really kind of mainly two or threefold. So you can have it from... You can have it from a young age, which is to do with kind of developmental issues, but it's not really common. It's not the one I've found. But the other two main ones are neurological causes and psychiatric causes. So psychiatric causes can be things that cause what we call a conversion syndrome. A conversion syndrome is where you have a psychiatric mental problem or block or stress or stressor. Yeah. Which then manifests as a physical problem. Oh, God. Like IBS. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to get that in there. But there are, we, we do know like that there are some conditions where... And we, we tend to group these uh, orders, what we call functional disorders. So, you know, people can come in and they can have weakness in their arm or leg, which yeah. mimics a stroke, right? But we will do mm-hmm. all the scans, do all the tests, exclude all the kind of what we call the pathologies, you know, appreciable disease. Uh, and then obviously you're doing a lot of testing involving psychologists and things. And sometimes we then end up saying, well, actually, this condition is functional. There is something that's happened to you that's triggered this for you to have some sort of stress, which is now manifesting as a physical symptom, but it has mm. no uh, pathology that we can find and treat. Yeah. No, it, it could be something that's like a undiscovered disease. That's obviously always a possibility. Um, but when you see a lot of case studies that come out and we see that some things are inconsistent. So, you know, somebody saying they can't move their hand, but then they can move their hand when you're not looking. Then you're like, oh, okay, maybe this is like functional. Like I had this guy young guy like in his 20s and he was on my ward uh, as in I patients change every day so I hadn't seen this guy before and basically he said I can't move my legs like completely I can't move my legs and then um, but we were pretty convinced it wasn't real and then we we did some digging and we found he'd gone to like eight different hospitals and he always claimed the same thing and we got all his like scans and letters and we're like oh, okay so you can walk but you're saying you can't walk why is that? that's what he does he just went from hospital hospital it's called malingering you, you just, you, know, you have, some people have fictitious disease or disorders. Like pseudo seizures, there are a lot of people we see who have fake seizures, so they'll start like shaking to mimic a seizure, but they're not having a real seizure. But when you have a seizure, doesn't your like heart, heart rate like shoot up or something? Yeah, you can mimic those things. There's lots of things you can mimic. It's not, like, you can I'm mimic now, your heart shooting up? Yeah, like you, you start shaking, man. Like you physically make yourself shake, your heart rate will go up. Wow. But I mean, I'm making it sound really simple, but there are, there are times, man, where obviously you don't assume that somebody's faking, you still treat as if they're not faking. Mm. Uh, but you'll do tests and things, and maybe then you'll do other tests to see if this is a real seizure or not a real seizure. I want to learn so, how they learn the accent. They didn't, well, they don't, we don't know. Ob- yeah, and it's not but like. But they must know the accent to mimic it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They must have heard it somewhere. Um, and so anyway, that's the psychiatric condition, like causes, whatever. So some sort of stressor. Then the neurological causes are things like strokes, brain tumor, multiple sclerosis, mm. um, injury to the brain. So there's a part of your brain, the Broca's area, and the Broca's area is responsible for speech. So me speaking now is my Broca's area sending signals to what we call the motor cortex. The motor cortex sends nervous signals to my lips and my vocal cords and says, mm. make some sound. Yeah. But if your Broca's area is affected, so that can happen in a stroke. So remember, a stroke is when part of your brain dies. 
Obviously, yeah. different parts of your brain have different functions. So depending on what area has been impacted, that's where you get loss of function. So it could be memory, it could be muscle power, it could be speech, it could be vision, it could be lots of different things. So the Broca's area, if you lose the function of that, you can become what we call dysphasic or aphasic. You lose the ability to speak. Or for example, you know, you know what you want to say, but you have the inability to say it. So I can, so sometimes when we're testing this and people, what we'll do is we'll be like, okay, what is this? What is this? And they'll be like, oh, they'll like, oh, it's, uh, yeah, you use it to write with, um, yeah, Bic is an example. They're treating it like yeah. it's a game of taboo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> right, but they, they, can't, they can't say the word. So they have an aphasia, they're unable, so they can't formulate that word. That's There's another mad. part of your brain called the Wernicke's area. The Wernicke's area is to do with comprehension. So there's some people that will speak, right? But you listen to what they're saying and there's, it's just gibberish. There's like, there's no, it's not formulated sentences. And then you ask them, so you'll say, put your right finger, right index finger on your nose and then touch your ear. You give them a two-step command and they just don't understand because the comprehension's impacted. So you have one area that makes the speech and you have another area which is responsible for comprehension. And then you have the nerves that connect the two. And that can also be uh, damaged as well. So what they think is... In these people that get uh, foreign accent syndrome, areas of the brain, not just the Broca's area, but could also be the motor part, which controls your vocal cords. And obviously that's how we, so when I do an accent, obviously I'm changing the way my speech is coming out. Yeah. There's, there's that, and then there's your cerebellum, which is another part of your brain, which regulates all these things. So multiple things. So something that affects the brain physically, some sort of damage or compression mm. or disease, or a psychiatric disorder. But it is, it's not like, a, again, with all the rare things you talk about, it's a diagnosis of exclusion. Now, when somebody has a stroke, the most common thing to get is slurring the speech. Yeah. And, right? So the whole advert we, we talk about fast and your mouth and droops and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. slurred speech. But this isn't that. This is saying that they actually speak fluently, but it's in a different accent. Mad. Mm. Very odd. <sighs> Treatment is treat the underlying disorder. Um, what do like CBT that, or something yeah well as in if it's a stroke treat the stroke uh, it may improve if it's uh, a brain tumour remove the tumour no but with the treatment with the, with the syndrome yeah yeah but as in if you treat the underlying cause then the syndrome should go away is the thinking but if it's psychiatric that might not be as obvious so then yeah things like CBT uh, working with psychiatrists psychologists may be beneficial but there are some people the people I was looking at on YouTube who have lived with it for just permanent now, constant. This is who they are now. Yeah. I shouldn't laugh, but I can't help it. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, it man. It, doesn't see, it seems like they're putting it on, but obviously they're not putting it on. What would be quality is if you could give that syndrome to racists and it would be the race of the person they don't like and they start talking like them from as their punishment. native land oh as a punishment. God. That would be sick. Right. That's an episode of Black Mirror waiting to happen. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to design a virus now that's it done done <laughs> and when the when the racists get locked up I'm like here's your sother. here's your punishment right here's your punishment yeah. you're going to talk yeah. like the native people gonna, like how they are inject you with this yeah, so yeah. you hate Indians you're going to talk like uncle in India with broken English the head bubbles and everything mm. there you go that's just this indie stuff but it doesn't give you the excuse to say the M word right <laughs> i got to make no. that clear no, it doesn't I give me the excuse to say that. Right? I have a, I spoke to a lot of people, a lot of people on my side about this thing. It's just you that are very fixated on this <laughs> thing. So what context? <laughs> context and intention. Okay. Uh, don't yeah, make don't make a song 
that big and be like, oh no, but you can't say it. And just call the song something else. Two guys in Paris. Just call it that, man. I'll tell you, two guys in Paris. Yeah, mate. Call, it, call it Jay and Kanye in Paris. Two guys in Paris. It doesn't sound the same, does it? Well, no, no, but you're, you're saying that because you know what the other thing is, but if you've never heard that. But on the radio, it's just called uh, uh, Paris. <laughs> That's what they called it. <laughs> they called it Paris. I was like, cha. Okay. Yeah. Paris, yeah. Okay. Two guys in Paris. Two Have guys fun. in Paris. Yeah. It's like a cross between two girls and one cup and one night in Paris. Anyway, uh, I'll leave it there. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully, we will catch you on the next episode next week where we have a guest. We're not yeah. going to say who, but he's a pretty well-known person. That would be quite cool. Big man to, uh, things. To talk to him. He actually understands the phrase big man things as well, which is yeah. very helpful. Um, so if you like this episode, please let us know. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Like the video, wherever you're consuming it through. Just show some appreciation and love so we can get some, some traction on our platforms. That would be really great, man. So thank you for making it this far. Uh, we love you all. And Garen, I will see you next week. Lovely. Hey, it is.